Welcome to the Dripping in Black podcast, where we celebrate Black excellence throughout the Black diaspora. Here's your host, David V. Lewis. What's up, good people all across the world? This is the Dripping in Black podcast. I am your host, David V. Lewis. And per usual, we have another fantastic guest, a guest who represents Black excellence. Today's guest is Mark Miller. Mark, say hello to the world. How everybody's doing in the world? Appreciate you, uh, Dave, for having me, man. I appreciate this opportunity. Oh, yeah. The pleasure is all ours. So let's begin by just introducing the world to who Mark Miller is. When I say, who are you, Mark Miller, what would you say? Man, first thing first, you know, I'm a father, you know, two beautiful kids and uh, my husband. You know, without them, you know, I wouldn't be me. Um, also, I'm an educator. Um, you know, that's that's my bread and butter, working in the school system as a chief of uh, student support services. I'm a businessman. I'm an entrepreneur, have multiple businesses, and I'm co-owner of Picture Me Gaming and More. Uh, so that's that's who I am. Yeah. Wow. That's that's quite a bit. You wear quite a few different hats there, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, All yeah. very important roles. Uh, one of the reasons we have you on, um, I think we just can't get enough of showing Black men that are holding down these different roles as we destroy the the narrative of what they have us, have, how they portray us as Black men. All right, so let's get into it a little bit. So you said your bread and butter is in education. Talk a little bit about where you are in education and how did you start in education? So, man, it's a great journey, man. So right now um, I'm the chief of student support services in Benson Harbor area school district. Um, where I started, man, I started in Harper Woods. Uh, well, I really started at Vista Maria and the girls treatment facility. And, wow. and I started a after school program um, you know, journey to success, uh, where we took this program to Harper Woods and, you know, I just flourished from there. You know, I started as a, a substitute teacher, after school activities coordinator. Uh, I was a football coach, um, dean of students, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, we just took it from there and, you know, that's what landed me, you know, job to, uh, Wayne Westland. I was a director of student support services there for two years. And then recently, uh, this past May, um, I was brought um, out to Benton Harbor um, as the chief of student support services. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's quite a career for a young man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Move fast, man. Move fast. So give me a timeline, man. So you start off at this treatment facility. Yeah. And- how old are you then and how long were you there? So it was a little over 10 years ago. Uh, I started off, you know, 2010 uh, as a, a direct care worker, youth counselor, became a team leader of, of the facility. And then I became the after school activities coordinator. And then I was, you know, I was tired of seeing our kids get locked up and, and, and be in the treatment facility, man. So I I said, we need to create an after-school program or something for the kids. Mm -hmm. And that after-school program led me to, you know, branching out from that, you know, from that school uh, to Harper Woods because they seen the need there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just, you know, 
that the after school program, it just went so far. They was like, man, we need you to be a part of the school district. You know, we need you a part of, you know, the everyday uh, operation. So um, that's that's how I got to Harper Woods. And um, like you said, I was 20, I was 24 years old. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people, they looked at me like, man, you <laughs> you like a baby, man. You know, before all the gray I had, you know, they was like, man, you, you a who? You the you the dean of students, you know. So, you know, I just had to defeat the odds and just continue to do great work. I had a great mentor, you know, good friend, uh, Mr. Rosser, you know. He, oh no, don't give him no credit. <laughs> hey man, that, that guy he pushed me every day. You know, <laughs> you know how Rosser is, man. And, and uh, you know, I just continued to go back to school. You know, I went back to get my second master's degree and uh, got my certifications. Uh, the school, they really, you know, I talk a lot about Harper Woods because they, they really, you know, invested in, you know, they, they yeah. sent me back to school to get my certification and, you know, to, to go back and, and get those degrees. And, you know, I really uh, give a lot of respect to that, you know, administration because, you know, as a, you know, you know, guy that's in his twenties, early twenties, you yeah. know, to get those roles, that was unheard of. You know, a yeah. lot of people looked at me like, man, you're my son age. And I'm like, yeah. well, I'm here now, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but it, I moved up really fast uh, because I had a lot of support and um, a lot of people really, you know, they saw something in me. So I just took advantage of every idea that I had. If they asked me to do, you know, after school security, I was there, you know, chaperone the field trips. I was, I was there, whatever they need me to do, because I wanted to learn from everybody. Superintendent, I used to, Watch his every, you know, his movements every day, you know, central office. So, you know, I said one day, you know, I'm going to be in central office. And people looked at me like I was crazy. But I'm like, I'm telling you, I will be in central office because I know what it takes to get there now. You know, they should never told me, you know. So uh, that was my that was my journey. You know, a lot of people, they, you know, they, they take years to get to a spot or 30 years. I say I can cut that in half if I just if I just study them. You know, I study what mm-hmm. they do. I can cut that in half. And I, and I was able to do that, you know, by just, you know, going back to get those certifications and degrees and, and, and watching my mentors and just asking for help. Like we had, I uh, remember we had, we did the, the breakfast, you know, the for brotherhood, you know, things. Yeah. And I learned a lot from you guys along the way, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Kente Roster, a.k.a. Ross the Boss. Just a slight joke there, but uh, <laughs> that's a good friend of both of ours, yeah. right? Um, so now you you start off at a treatment facility, you take that program to Harper Woods, yeah. and then it leads you to the chief of supports services at Benton Harbor Schools. So my question is, uh, well, I got a question before that. Where are you from? I'm from Detroit, born and raised in Detroit, went to Detroit Public Schools. Uh, Malcolm X Academy, where I got a lot of my teachings from. Um, went to Cash Tech. I graduated from there. And, uh, you know, that's second to none. I see it in your face. <laughs> and, uh, you know, went to Saginaw Valley State on a full, full uh, football scholarship. Um, and um, my, my first master's uh, from University of Phoenix, um, my MBA. So I have two uh, business degrees and my second master's in higher education and student affairs. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So at a very young age, you have two master's degrees. Yeah. You play uh, college sports. And, uh, 
you know, this passion for seeing kids going the wrong route leads you into education. And now you're in Benton Harbor. Where in the world is Benton Harbor? So, so Benton Harbor is it's on the west side of the state of Michigan. Um, it's less than two hours away from Chicago. So, you know, it's right down 94, straight shot from Detroit. A lot of people ask me, how do you, you know, you, you live, you work, you work in Benton Harbor, but you live in, the, you know, outside of Detroit. You know, and I say, you know, is this, it's a whole bunch of sacrifice. It's a lot of sacrifice. So and right now I, I live in both places really, but my family, they stay here in, in uh, you know, in Detroit area. And, um, you know, it, it takes a lot of sacrifice and, you know, that community, man, they, I'm love the great work that we, we starting to do out there, you know, even though it's, um, you know, it's a pandemic, we are, you know, making strides, you know, there, and um, it's, it's going to be a, a it's going to be great in the future yeah. uh, because we're doing a lot of great things out there. What's the demographic like out there? Uh, it's, it's about the same as uh, Detroit. You know, it's predominantly uh, African-American. Um, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's not a city. You know, it's a small town um, okay. there. You know, everybody's related, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a different uh, dynamic. Detroit yeah. is, is really similar to Detroit. But it's a little different because yeah. everybody knows everybody, you know. Yeah. Um, in Detroit, you know, I'm, I came up on the west side of Detroit, so um, if you know, in Detroit, if you had a problem with somebody, if you never went to the east side, they never would see you, you know. But you know, in right. Ben Harbor, you know, they're going to see you, you know. So you got to be, you know, about your word. You got to, yeah. you know, they, they're going to they're going to see you in the community. Uh, people are going to talk, you know. So. You got to be about what you say because they're going to hold you to it. You know, they'll catch you in the grocery store. Like, hey, remember you said you was going to do this. <laughs> and I'm like, man, where do you come from? <laughs> you know, but they they good people, though. You don't bother them. They don't bother you, you know. All right. So that's your bread and butter, as you said earlier, yes, which implies that you have something else going on in your life as well. Tell the world about that. Yeah. So, um so that's my nine to five. That's my passion. And, you know, it, it led me um, to to my fortune is uh, with our mobile gaming business. My family business is uh, Picture Me Gaming and More. Um, and Picture Me Gaming and More came about, you know, with, with my family. We all had our own separate things going on. We said, you know, how can we come together and, and have a family business to create you know, some generational wealth, right? Yeah. Something that our kids can have, you know, you know, when they decide to, you know, they graduate from high school, they, they don't have to work at McDonald's and, and for these other corporates, like how we had to work at, I had to work at Little Caesars when I was in high school and I kind of yeah. hated every, every cent, every time <laughs> I went in there, you know, because I'm like, I'm making, at the time it was like $5.85 cent an hour. Yeah. And I told, I showed my son how much we make an hour you know, on our gaming business. And he was like, man, like, I'm like, yeah, see, this will be yours, you know, once you turn 18. So, uh, so about pitching me gaming and more, um, the, the business is called pitching me gaming. And more part is my wife business, my sister-in-law business as well. So we can do a whole package for a party or event. So picture me gaming, we have uh, a trailer, uh, where we have, you know, um, six TVs and, um, uh, four TVs on the inside of the trailer with PlayStation and Xbox in the inside of the trailers. And on the outside, we also have two TVs with PlayStation 
Xbox, and we also have uh, Nintendo Switch as well. So, uh, you know, it's it's a, a big hit, man. The kids love it. Uh, we we gonna have the PlayStation Fives on there. You know, surprise the kids this year uh, with the PlayStation Fives on there because I know every kid wasn't able to get that. So we're gonna make sure they had that experience. You know, so okay. So picture me gaming and more. Um, it's the family owned business. I got a couple of questions based around this uh, this uh, business. The first question is, I think it's kind of obvious, but I don't want to assume. What is, where does the idea come from to create this mobile uh, gaming experience? Yeah, so um, I think for, well, one year my son had a party uh, for, I think he was in kindergarten, and my wife's like, man, we should order him uh, a game truck. And I'm like, you know, oh, yeah, that'd be a great idea, you know, to to do uh, a game truck or whatever. And um, so we did that. And uh, when the person came with the business, when he came with the business, I was like, man, this would be a great idea. Like if we had something like this and I was just talking to the guy, you know, and he was like, yeah, man, um, it's not really that much. You know, so he started like he was saying it, but he was saying like, you're not going to be able to do something like this. You know, he was just shooting prices at me. Like, well, it's going to cost Look at this young guy. Yeah. yeah, He like, he like, and then, you know, uh, you know, you got to get the truck. You got to do this. So he's kind of discouraged me, but I'm like, Hey man, you will see me in a couple of years, man. We're going to get something like this. So I just sat my family down. We had, you know, a couple, you know, we had meetings about it Mm -hmm. and uh, we talked about how we can, we can put our money into, you know, invest in something like this because, you know, we, we have the money, but it's just sitting in accounts that's it's, it's not making money for us, you know. So I said, you know, in the next five years, we we can get us one of these trailers. So we did our research on it to see how much it would cost, you know, us, you know, if we, we you know, we bought it, you know, three years or we like a house, you know, like a mortgage on it or whatever. So we, we factor all the numbers. Everybody had their part, you know, and then, um, you know, we just... We just can't. We just did it. We was like, let's yeah. do it. And um, last year was a, you know, the year that we was able to pay it all off. And and um, you know, so now we full ownership. You know, wow. Uh, we we all it's it's all in the family now. This it all comes to us. You know, so yeah. So it's it's uh, some great stuff there. I want to dig into because I think if we can tap into how somebody like you feels confident to start a business, right? Because I think you were talking earlier about, uh, you know, the treatment facility and the different paths that kids were going down. You know, a lot of times those kids don't have that belief that they can create something like that. So, So where does that come from, this belief that you have that you know, you're talking to a guy that's got it. The guy's discouraging you, saying you can't do it, basically, while telling yeah. you what it's all about. And you still believing that you can do it. How, where did that come from? So the confidence came from me growing up, you know, in Detroit on the west side and lived in a, a tough neighborhood, grew up in a tough neighborhood on Finkel. Um, and a lot of people told me and a lot of people that looked like me that they couldn't do something, you know, and I always defeated the odds by, you know, somebody say you can't do something, I'm going to try my hardest to make sure it happened. You know, like with sports, I was in sports ever since I was a little kid, probably about five, six years old. And people said, oh, you'll never, you know, 
you never be good in basketball. You're too short to play basketball. I said, okay, I'm going to do it. Football, you, you're not tough enough. You're not going to play football in college or make it to the pros or anything like that. And that just fueled me. Like, my whole life, I, I just – I live for stuff like that. So whenever somebody tell me I can't do something, I'm going to work extra hard. I'm, I got to accomplish my goals. And I, I tell my students, you know, all the time, never let nobody tell you what you can't yeah. do. You know, it's about – what you know what you can do you know what you can do inside so don't ever don't ever let anybody tell you what you can't do and my family always told me man I can be the best you know a lot of my football coach oh you're gonna be the mayor of Detroit one day you know it's just uh it just always stuck with me and I whenever somebody went when I went to college they said I I wouldn't be a starter and stuff like that so it just all my life it was always I was the underdog you know so going to my professional career you know people Oh man, you you know you got the earrings in your ear. You know he's not professional enough. You know, uh, you know you got the braids. You got to cut your hair. You know it's just it was always something. You know yeah. whenever I did, I accomplished something. It wasn't never good enough. You know for people. So I said, okay, I'm doing my own way. I'm gonna get all my degrees first. They can't never take that from me. You know it took football from me. I was an athlete. I got injured, and you know my career was short. I played arena football for one year, and after that I had to go back to school. So I said, okay. It's the way, you know, go back to school, get your master's degree, continue to get that paperwork. And then, you know, your job, your nine to five will be your could funnel you to your fortune. So that's the same thing I tell the kids in my neighborhood. I come from, you can do it too. Cause I'm from the same place. You know, a lot of kids they don't have a father in their life. I tell them about my story. You know, my father was incarcerated when I was a kid, wow. you know, so you just you just got to be persistent, you know, never let nobody tell you what you can't do and, you know, defeat the odds, you know, never be a statistic because that's that's what they want you to be, you know, be different, you know. So mm. when you see the crowd going this way, you go the other way, you know, so that's what I preach all the time. Yeah. So your nine to five funneled your fortune. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think um, the words matter, but now. Uh, kids being able to see you actually living it out is going to matter as well. So just so happy to have you on. It's a lot, you know, always when I get guests on, they start telling their story and it's so much that I want to ask them, but we do have to (laughs) condense this to a a, a relative short period of time. So I won't go too deep, but let's talk about, um, so you have a black business, right? It's kind of a big deal right? Having your own business as a black man. Talk about that feeling. So it's a, it's a great feeling, man. Um, you know, you know, as you know, as you're an educator, it, it feels great to see, you know, other black men do great. Our students, they go on and do great things in their life. And, and I just like to uh, be inspiration to, to people that look like us, young men, you know, yeah. show them it's a different route. You know, they don't have to be in the streets to to do great things and to make money a lot of money you know um i just went to i went to school i did everything the right way you mm-hmm. know went to college got the do, those degrees and i just saved my money invested my money in the right things um you know didn't, didn't blow my money you know i was investing in great things and it just now now i'm seeing the fruits of my labor right so um it's just you plant those seeds and now it's harvest season. And I, I told my students a long time ago, like, you know, when I was working at Harper Woods and I said, man, you got to save your money, invest in the right things. 
you know. And then now a lot of people see the biz. They're like, man, you say that, man. You say you're going to do that, man, like mm-hmm. five years ago. I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> what you do now is going to affect you five years from now. Like, like a lot of people don't know that. Like I'm thinking five years from now, right now, you know, yeah. on my next moves, you know. So uh, yeah. a lot of people, they just see they see the end result and everybody want to be a part of it when they yeah. see what you're doing now. They don't want to be a part of it when you're studying and you're trying to figure out how you're going to, you know, fund this project or, you know, where you're going to um, get your people to help you, you know, with your next business or anything like that. Nobody want to be a part of that, that grind, you know? So it's it's a lot of sacrifice. That's, that's a good conversation to have because, you know, people do see the, the end result and anything that's worth having that has an end result has a lot of work that went into it. Right. Yes, sir. And, um, and so I'm curious um, without, going into too much detail how do you so you have the idea right what are some steps that you can tell us from the idea that you took to bring it to fruition you know some specific steps so if somebody's watching how does Mm -hmm. he create this mobile business What, what what things did he do to go from this idea of wanting it to actually doing it right so you know, my business background, man, I, I'll let, let you in. I usually charge people for this, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no. So what I, what I did, I even gave one of my students my business plan before, man. I, I love to give my information to people, man, especially big on you. Right. So what yeah. I do before I make any decision, man, I, I think about it. I pray about it. Then I always go to my wife and, and tell her like, what do you think about this? You know, at my strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities and the threats of anything that I do, you know, and I'll write it down, right? I, I'll write down my goals for myself, right? Before I do anything, any of my money or investments and I do research, you have to read. You can't just jump into anything because it looks good right now. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta write it all down and you gotta make a plan of action, right? So that's what I do. I write everything down. Uh, right now we have iPhones, so I put it in my notes and I just go back and I assess every month where mm-hmm. I'm at, and, you know, where I'm at in my goals, where I'm at in my plan for my next, you know, investment or, you know, with real estate or whatever. You just you just have to make sure that you have a plan. You can't just mm-hmm. just jump into something because your homeboy or your or your your family member or your colleague say, oh, this is a great idea. Let's let's uh, invest in, you know whatever no you have to do your own research because that's yeah. how you get scammed that's how you know you, you lose a lot of money and i just you know i do a lot of personal development just how we do with our job and professional development i do a lot of personal development listening wow. to mentors uh listening to um jim Rohn, you know about how he how he created his fortune yeah. i listen to that on my way to work you know a lot of people they listen to rap music all day and putting all that negativity in their brain. I listen to those people that have been successful. I listen to older guys that's been successful and I just go back and I just write it down because if you wrote a book and you tell me you got rich over 10 years and you say, man, we're going to get the book. I'm going to buy your book tomorrow, like the next day, because that's, that's, that's the, as we say, that's the cheat code, man. Like it's not that hard. You just got to, Make sure you make a plan and then you got to go about it. Like it's a process. You got to trust the process. Yeah. 
And the, the, the beauty of a plan is, as you are knocking off some of those action steps, you can actually see you progressing towards yeah. that goal, right? Yeah. All right. So I, I'll stop there because I don't want to get charged for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> no, you my guy, man. You're good people, man. All right. But so you have this uh, mobile gaming business. What are some challenges that you face in, in that uh, in that world? Oh, man. It's... <laughs> So the challenges of the gaming business, I would say is, you know, having the staff, right? Like you can't do it all by yourself, right? You know, you need, you know, help to, to do five or six parties a, a weekend, you know? So um, what I did, you know, instead of going out and hiring strangers, you know, I, I hired my, my family members. I hired my, my little cousins to, to do the operations on the bus. I, I have my son, he works, on on the the trailer with me um also you know you just sometimes things go wrong right that you don't see you know my generator went out you know so you have to have extra you have to have emergency funds or things like that um uh, i had to buy a truck you know um you know because you can't just rent you know trucks all the time so you had to invest in that you know so um it's just other little things you know like wear and tear on it on on the trailer that you don't know about like the floor had a hole i had to get that fixed um just just little small things but you know just realize that we need a, a team so we have a great team uh we're pitching me gaming and more i have my wife she she does all the um the phone calls she like the receptionist for the business so her phone number is right on the side of, of the truck uh she really didn't like that idea but you know she does a great job of that my sister-in-law she's the the invoice specialist, you know, she does the marketing and things like that with our um, social media page. Um, my cousin, he does the operations. He, he works with the kids on the on the bus and everything. Yeah, so I have my nephew. He also works on the on the trailer as well when he's back from college. And I have my son. He's a young CEO. He he know how to run the whole operations of the business. So um, that's my team, and um, we've been doing a great job this, this past year um, in business together. Yeah, that's powerful, man. Uh, it's a great concept because, you know, um, the, the family's helping you out with the, the staff you need, but you're helping them out by lining their pockets. Everybody's winning, right, with that team effort. So uh, just, a, just a beautiful Everybody concept. Eats. Everybody eats. Everybody eats, man. All right, so we're going to have to wind it down there. Uh, we want to thank you for coming out. Uh, we do have one question that we always ask our guests before we have them leave us. And that is, have you ever been on the cover of a magazine? I don't think I've been on the cover of a magazine. I've been in a magazine before. Yeah. You have. Uh, do you remember what magazine you were in? It was some, it was a, like a clothing company or something like that. I used to do a little modeling stuff like that when I was younger, but Nothing oh. really major. Oh, you didn't mention that. Yeah, that, nothing really major, <laughs> man. That was all volunteer. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, as a guest on the Dripping in Black podcast, um, you make it on the cover of the Dripping in Black magazine oh, wow. for that particular episode. So, oh, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. There's your cover, oh, sir. That's, oh, that's, that's nice. That's sweet, man. <laughs> appreciate that. Yep. So, 
We use that as a parting gift. You will get that in the mail at some point just for coming out and, uh, you know, sharing your story with yeah, us. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate you guys having me, man. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we want to give you a chance to give a shout out to all your social media where people can reach out to you. How, how can they get in touch with you for the uh, mobile gaming experience? Yeah, so we have uh, Snapchat, not Snapchat. We have Instagram, <laughs> Picture Me Gaming and More. And we have a Facebook page as well, Picture Me Gaming and More. And you can reach us at 313-461-6383 for bookings. Yeah, uh, the Facebook page and the Instagram page can people contact you through those pages as well, or they just that's just there for them to see what's going on? Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can always um, uh, send the messages on Instagram and then on Facebook. Um, it's a place where you can put in for a request for a booking. Um, but we will we will okay. always contact. We have someone that work that works the the social media pages, so they will contact the person whenever they request for a day and time for um, one of the parties or, you know, a booking. I want to thank you for coming out. Um, one last question before we have you leave. Uh, if you had a wish, you got the uh, fortune working now, right? Uh, everything's paid off. What's the next level for uh, Pitching Me Gaming and more? So next level, man, is to expand business. Um, you know, to to expand to the west side of the state. They're asking me to expand over there and bring something like this to Ben Harbor. So that's uh, that's that's the goal. And we're gonna go across the country with with the business. That's that's the goal. Uh, me and my family have been sitting down talking about some different ideas. Uh, so that's that's what the future looks like for Pitch Me Gaming and more. All right, man. Well, I'm I'm excited for you, man. I, I know that you got that goal written down. I know that it's going to come to fruition in the not too distant future, probably next year, knowing you with the, the way things do exponentially hey, man, with you. Great. But uh, we look forward to to what, what the future holds for you. And we thank you again for coming out. All right. Um, we want to ask everybody to stay tuned because you know the last part of the uh, episode is the final segment is the last drip so hang on for that thanks again to Mark Miller for coming out thank you guys again man up next the last drip but first a message from Anchor A dripping in black thanks to Mark Miller for joining us and sharing his dynamic and inspiring story. Uh, Such a great young man who has accomplished uh, a lot and is driven to achieve more in the future. We look forward to seeing what he accomplishes next. However, we have reached the final segment of our podcast called The Last Drip. The Last Drip is the last opportunity for us to squeeze in a bit more of black excellence for you. In this final segment, we highlight a common thread between our guests and our vast and rich African-American history. Inspired by Miller's entrepreneurial success in the gaming industry, the focus of this episode's last drip takes us to a black unsung pioneer of the gaming world. Born in 1940 in New York City, our subject, Jerry Lawson, 
was inspired as a child by the work of the great George Washington Carver. As Lawson grew, he dabbled in electronics, made money repairing televisions before he attended both Queens College and the City College of New York during the 1960s. In the 1970s, he was one of only two black members of the Homebrew Computer Club in Silicon Valley. During this time, Lawson invented an early coin-operated arcade game, Demolition Derby. In 1976, Lawson worked as Director of Engineering and Marketing at the computer firm Fairchild Semiconductor. At this firm, he helped develop the Fairchild Channel F, which was the first home video game system with interchangeable games. This system enabled users to insert different cartridges to store new games. This innovation allowed people to play a variety of games in their homes and paved the way future gaming systems such as the Atari 2600, Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation. Lawson was a black engineer who was a trailblazer in the world of electronics in general, and in particular, electronic gaming. In March 2011, Lawson was honored as an industry pioneer by the International Game Developers Association. It is the great work of Jerry Lawson that made it possible for a young man named Mark Miller to build generational wealth for his family with his mobile gaming truck business. It is also our honor to recognize Jerry Lawson's trailblazing career by making him this episode's last drip. For more on Jerry Lawson, check out biography.com, blackpass.org, and usatoday.com. My thanks to all of these websites for the knowledge. Stories like Jerry Lawson's serve as a reminder to all of us who are in the business of achieving black excellence to be ever mindful to pay homage to our great African-American matriarchs and patriarchs upon whose shoulders we stand. And you know by now, I encourage everybody that's listening and watching to dig into our rich and vast African-American history and learn something about our contributions to the world. And as always, I ask that you consider being good, right? It is a choice that we make, right? Be good, be good, be good. Just experienced a Dripping in Black production.